listening to Traveling Down the Delta Blues Highway. I'm Erin Scott, otherwise known as Audio Chick. This podcast is about the blues history, music, and people, and of course, traveling the Delta from Tunica to Vicksburg. You can find me and where you listen to your podcast at audiochick.net. That's chick without the K. Now, let's get on the road. Coming out of Memphis on Highway 61, one of your first stops should be the Gateway to the Blues Museum. Once an 1891 two-room railroad depot, the visitor center and museum gives info you'll need, be it casinos, events, or info on the highway. Adjourning the depot's info center is the museum. Today, we are talking with Webster Franklin, president and CEO of the Tunica Convention and Visitors Bureau. Okay, what will we see when we stop in? The museum is there to educate you on, um, you know, really the music uh, and how it grew from the cotton fields of the Mississippi Delta and explain that process along with um, how it really, you know, the blues, you know, affects all of the music that we listen to today. And it all started, you know, right here in the Mississippi Delta. And most people really don't realize that. The museum has amazing artifacts and videos and interactive corners. And enthusiastic historians, visitors, and aficionados come from all over the world. We have a great guitar collection uh, in the museum. So if you're a guitar lover, um, you know, people come in and just uh, marvel at the number of guitars and the different types that that we have uh, in the museum. Uh, we can, uh, you can record your own song. We have a uh, recording studio there um, where we have um, a local musician, Memphis Jones Street, uh, but he takes you to, through the process and you're able to, within five minutes, uh, write your own blues song and record it there in the studio. And uh, you can email it to yourself and you'll have it on your phone um, as you walk out the door. So uh, whether you don't know anything about um, the blues or whether you're a blues historian, we feel like the Gateway to the Blues is the great first stop to come and learn a little bit about uh, what's unique about music and this area of the Mississippi Delta. We're leaving the Gateway to the Blues Museum and we're going to the Blue and White Cafe. And I have a food memory Mom, you and I went there, and I call it kind of mean. Can you, or what do you think, or what do you remember about the Donut Tower? What was our experience? Um, It was obscenely large. probably enough food for one person but it's it's really something to see just the presentation um I felt like it was for a family really and that you know two of us couldn't possibly eat very much of it yeah that's right you saw it and I don't think you really wanted it but I made you try it is that right? Probably. Um, I guess you only live once, so I think 
me making you try it was a good thing. Well, if you're going to the blue and white, you should have that experience. I know they're famous for their chicken, but that dessert is just unbelievable. And you should at least have it once in your life. (laughs) And that was the beginning of our trip per se. So you think that's a really good start to the trip is start and just have a tower, have that suite and go from there. It was a good kickoff. It was fun and funny and the blue and white such a classic place to stop and and eat anyway so yeah i think it was the perfect start to the trip we'll be talking or i'll be talking you'll hear audio of charlotte ming who's a manager at the blue and white she says and she told me that It's been just a food memory for everyone. It may have been somebody's first hamburger. It was a stop when people were driving to Memphis to go shop. So it was they either went to stop on their way to Memphis or back to Memphis. And it has a history of being a Greyhound bus, being all sorts of things. So, yes, I mean, it's a repurposed gas station in a way. I find what's interesting, too, is that you've got a McDonald's right across the street, and yet this place still survives, and people are walking in and just loving the fried chicken and all that. And, you know, how many people or what did you think of the crowd that was there that day? Do you remember? Um, It was a real mix. There were, it's been been there twice and it seems like there's always a highway patrolman or two sitting there um locals and some that you can tell aren't locals it's you can tell it's it's the place to be in town that's right you talking about the highway patrol i was going to tell that story that's what you went to the bathroom and you said aaron don't eat any more. So that was my secret. And the highway patrolman laughed at me. You left and I snuck in maybe four, five, six, seven more taste of that tower. So yes. And Charlotte will describe how that tower is made. But when it came out, It was insane. You had all those donuts, that ice cream, that whipped cream. What do you remember anything or your thoughts? Were you just blown away or any words? I just wondered who had ever thought to put that concoction together. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I think besides the fried chicken, unfortunately. We haven't been able to, you and me, share the chicken and dumplings, but it's one of the best fried chicken, I think, and it's a great start to having fried chicken along the Delta. So I think it's the same way for you and me. I think you'd agree. You don't find many places that do fried chicken anymore, and they really, it's so traditional and so good. Yeah, I think you I don't have fried chicken that much anymore. I think maybe I have it once or twice a year. So yeah, it's a good time to have fried chicken. 
Okay. Well, you are you are in the south. <laughs> <laughs> yes, European travelers. They often think that us Americans always eat fried chicken and everything, and they got to have that authentic fried chicken. So, yep, it's a good time. On a past trip, I talked to Blue and White manager Charlotte Ming, who loves her job so much, she makes a long commute every day. The cafe is like family to her. Not only do police officers and locals dine in, it's a tourist mecca. After you hit the jackpot at the local casino, come to the Blue and White and celebrate by having the Donut Tower. For many Delta residents, it's a food memory, be it a stop for ladies driving into Memphis to shop or for families driving home. The Blue and White has remained your cafe for years and now into another century. It's pretty unique, so we do sell a lot of them. Originally, the Donut Tower was created by one of our owners, Joe Weiss, and it was for us to be able to use something we already had. They had a, uh, the day-old donuts. When they first opened, they'd have donuts left over, and they're trying to find a way to use them. So they created the Donut Tower, and now we just, we don't have day-old donuts anymore because of the, the growth with the restaurant, and now they have to make them just for the donut towers at times. So We take two of our homemade donuts and we put them in a skillet with butter and we heat them up until the glaze caramelizes. And then we stack them on top of each other. We fill the holes with whipped cream, put vanilla ice cream on top, drizzle chocolate syrup all over the whole thing and then add extra whipped cream. <laughs> And we do give anybody a, a free donut tower on their birthday, so. <laughs> it is a lot of sugar, though. I think people are trying to get away from the bag dinners or the, the, the bag lunch and the processed food, and they come for something that's actually prepared from scratch. We've been through world wars, we've been through uh, the Great Depression, everything. It was originally founded in 1924 downtown at its original location. When they built the new highway in 1937, it moved to this location. So it's been here, and it's it's 80 years at this location, but there's another 13 years on top of that that it's been around. I don't see us having any problems staying here. It, it's a great place. It's, it's home. It's in a small town where it's close enough that, for the locals anyway, it's close enough to them to come in and sit in the afternoons and have coffee with each other and, and to catch up. And we have gentlemen that come in every morning and have coffee and they catch up. And then it's also right here on the highway to where we get a lot of highway traffic. So it's, it's just a great central hub and it's also, it's a central location for the Mid-South to where people coming from Greenville or Grenada or Biloxi can meet friends from Memphis or from Nashville and be kind of at a central location. And, and there's, a, there's a quote that we put on all of our Facebook pages and things like that that says, see you at the blue and white. And people have said it for the last 80 years, I'll meet you at the Blue and White. See you at the Blue and White because they're meeting. 
and it's just, uh, it's a great place. I mean, people come just to meet each other. That's our first stop along the Blues Trail, Tunica, Mississippi. From the museum and the casinos to the Hollywood Cafe, the old grocery where the piano player was the inspiration for the famous song, Walking in Memphis, there is so much to see in this stopover. Thank you for listening to Traveling Down the Delta Blues Highway. I'm Erin Scott, audio chick without the K. Thanks to Ray Lundy for our weekly music. Come on back and listen to the next gem.